Hello and welcome to a very special edition of SBC This Week, a preview of the 2021 Southern Baptist Convention Annual Meeting. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Felt weird reading that intro because it's not the same. I've read the same intro, get this Amy, for six years we've been doing this. That's crazy. Six years, this is the start of year seven. It's a year of jubilee. Oh, okay. Think of it that way. Yeah, about a podcast, that's fine. Think of it that way, a year Uh of jubilee. So anyway, I'm fueled by donuts today as well. Good friend of the pod, Julie Masson, sent donuts to the office. Oh, she's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yes, And you know the best part? You're here and you get to partake. I am, which uh, what's kind of funny is sometimes when I'm here, we go to the studio, but it's not available today. And so we have our normal setup over Zoom. I'm just two offices down the hall. You're like 20 yards away. That's right. But so, so we're doing it like always. It's just happened to be in the same building. Yeah, so, But we've got donuts unlike always. That's right. That's right. So I am here um, recording this really going in, you know, uh, but right before Memorial Day, I'm going to head back to North Carolina for a week and then I am coming and I am staying until after the gavel has dropped at the yes. end. So here we are. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy to think that we're this close, but this this episode, I think every year kind of signals get ready because it's it's here because you know we do this usually around memorial day drop it around memorial day and and that means the annual meeting is nigh yes um, it is it is coming so uh, but just like each and every week uh, here on the podcast we are sponsored this week by Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary where you can get the theological training and the hands-on experience you need to thrive in ministry wherever and however God is calling you to serve the church and fulfill the great commission Southwestern offers a degree path to equip you whether you're pursuing a bachelor master or a doctoral degree Southwestern Seminary is here to walk alongside you as you live your calling you can find out more about Southwestern over at swbts.edu got some big news coming from them I think in a couple of weeks so be on the lookout. All right. Exciting stuff happening over at Southwestern. All right. So here's the deal. We got our big preview episode this week, and I'm going to tell you how it's going to go. We've got five different sections for this week. It's going to be a little different. We don't have the This Week in SBC History That's right. um, or our other things. So, I mean, it's just kind well, there's of this no, is the straight. There's no re- yeah, there's no resource of the week because these yeah. are all the resources. These are this the resources. The annual it is a is resource, resource episode. We'll talk about some resources here in just a minute, too, including the annual meeting app, which you need to download if you have not already. But Anyway, we've got five sections. We're going to talk a little bit about just general information for you as messengers if you're coming to Nashville. We're going to talk about the event schedule and the program, so send conference, annual meeting, everything that's going on at those. We're going to talk about the elections. Let's know that's a hot topic, and we're going to run down all the candidates for you. We're going to talk about all the business that we're going to do, and then we're going to talk about all the ancillary events. And then I think at the end, we may throw in a bonus section, and that'll be just a little bit of Nashville, some that's right. some fun stuff about Nashville. So that's we'll, right. we'll talk about you know some of our favorite places to eat. Amy can tell you all about Athens Greek restaurant, um, family diner or whatever it's called. Athens family diner, I think that she yeah. loves that, that just got kicked out of its place. Just a wrong, by the way. I'm, I'm right. I know you're still upset about that. They got booted out of their, their rent, uh, where they were renting their, their restaurant. So, yes. but they found another place. That's anyway, right. I digress. Anyway, we're back into it. So we're going to start with Messenger Info, Amy. we got some technological advancements. I mentioned the new app before. We also have some changes uh, that people need to be aware of as it regards uh, Messenger information and some kind of the, you know, the registration, orientation. Some of this has changed a little bit. That's right. So 
so first of all, like you said, the app that actually has changed. So it's it's a it's a different app than we've used in the past. So it just looks has a little bit of a different look. So you, you want to get it, familiarize yourself with it. You this is something you don't want to wait until the day you get there. No, you want to you want to know your way around that app because it is designed to be one of your best resources for the week, and you want to know how to use it. So we yeah. highly recommend that you go ahead and do that on the app. One, you know, my favorite part is Amy. What? You can schedule a wellness checkup with Guidestone in the app. I noticed that. Click on the little little button. It takes That's you to right. a team. Uh, it takes you to a, a calendar, and you can punch in. Hey, I want to schedule a wellness app or a wellness appointment with Guidestone right here. And yes. you can do it right there in the app and get your Guidestone appointment. They do blood sugar, cholesterol screenings, health screenings, all kind of stuff. That's they right. take care of it for you right there, and you can That's do it right. all from the app. So really yep. cool thing that we partnered with Guidestone to provide this year. Uh, Very cool. I, I highly recommend you doing that. So Very cool. do check yes. that out. And then resources, it's got all kind of stuff, live stream. We talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast. But do that wellness check because it's free wellness why check. Not? I mean, why not? Why not? This is Takes a great opportunity. 15 minutes, they draw a little blood, you're good to go. Yep, it's all set. All right, so a couple of things that are important. Uh, registration is opening at a different time. It has usually opened at 4 p.m. on Sunday, but because there is a SEND conference prayer gathering beginning at 5.30, registration is going to open at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, that will be at level two of the Music City Center. We do highly encourage pre-registration, which is being done. I mean, we have a lot of people pre-registering, but if you haven't, we highly encourage it. It is not required, but you will move a lot faster through that line. So yep. uh, pre-register, pre-register, bring your sheet. That's right. And so then have print out your your sheet that you will get by email and then you'll have it and then registration will go very quickly. Another change is uh, messenger orientation on Monday, June 14th has usually been held at 4 p.m. But because of the missionary sending celebration, um, it's moved to 3.30. It will be in room 101C of the Music City Center. And uh, that is not just for new messengers. That is for anyone uh, who who wants to come, even if you're a guest. Like it, it, you don't have to be a messenger to come in. If you just want to learn about what's going on, it it helps to give a little bit of um, just a lay of the land. Uh, talk about you know how to use the microphones, why, when, uh, high interest times, things like that. Because on Tuesday and Wednesday, that schedule is going to move really fast, and so it helps you. It it actually can be disorienting. So this orientation is designed to help that not happen. Hey, uh, you know what the best part about their message orientation is? What is it? You're leading it. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for saying that that's the best part. So I, I think the best part will be the amazing information that people will have um, so that they can engage in the process in the best way possible. Um, but it, we will have a good time in there and we'll be available to answer questions and just help people prepare. Are you preparing any icebreakers? Uh, I haven't thought about that yet, but now that you've said that, I will. Do okay. you have an idea? Chubby Bunny. No. <laughs> I don't do Chubby Bunny. Okay. I kid. I no, kid. I kid. No marshmallows, folks. No no Chubby Bunny contest. 
Um, also, one thing that is is a great opportunity, this is a process that we used for the first time in 2019 in Birmingham, but it's an opportunity to pre-file motions or amendments to business items. Um, and, and here's what it is. This is just for efficiency, for record keeping. It allows the recording secretary and anybody else that is working on the stage that needs sort of accuracy. It allows them to have the text of a potential motion or amendment right there on hand. So you can pre-file it and it kind of gets it in the queue. Now it is really important for everyone to understand and we'll go over this orientation. This will be in all the announcements. That does not replace the act of making a motion or offering an amendment. So you still have to go to the microphone. You still have to make your motion. If you pre-file something and then the time runs out before you are able to make it, you didn't make it. The pre-filing is just so that when you make it, you know, it's already there. So there's, we, we have a link to go in the show notes for this that sort of talks about that and, and ways ways to do that. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you tell us a little bit about the current COVID-19 regulations? All right. So right now, as of when we're recording this, today is the 27th. There is still a mask mandate at the Music City Center. They are providing COVID-19 vaccinations, but that ends tomorrow, uh, which is the 28th of May. So when we're recording this, it's still going on. When By the time you listen to this, because it'll be released on the 31st, that will be over with. So those regulations may have been dropped by then. So basically, we, we have been updating the app with information about COVID-19 regulations and restrictions. And I, I think your best bet is to just keep an eye on the app. And if it says masks will not be required at the Music City Center, then that'll be the, the rule. Um, so That's right. But yeah. do remember... That maybe if you are visiting a store, a restaurant, uh, any other kind of, you know, maybe a a museum or whatever that may be here in town, they could possibly be requiring masks in their specific businesses. And if you're flying, you've got to have one, right? That's right. That's right. So have a mask on you at all times. This just happened to us in North Carolina a couple weeks ago. The, The mask mandate had been lifted. We went to get some ice cream and the ice cream place still was was asking yeah. customers to have masks. I came prepared. Keith Whitfield did not. So he had to stand outside while I got Walk of the shame. ice cream. Yes. So it's better to just have it in your pocket, in your bag, whatever. We've all got them. So just throw it in there just in case you are going to a place where you might you know, need to have it. But yes. otherwise, I think I think we are going to get a lot of opportunity to see one another's faces. And that is wonderful yes, after two absolutely. years. So, yeah, I, like you, I, it's funny. The last place I had to wear mine was a, an ice cream place, too. So what does that say about us? I don't know. But that we like ice we'll cream. Get, we'll get to that at the later part when we talk about our favorite yeah. things. And There's I've a Jenny's just two blocks yes. from the Music City Center. So, yes. And that's where I had to use mine the other day. So, okay. All right. So uh, that that's the COVID-19 stuff. Again, just, just have a mask just in case. I don't know where the Music City Center is going to be by the time you listen to this, but we'll update it in the app and Check you'll probably see some stuff at the SBC Meeting Twitter account, at SBC Meeting. Uh, we'll probably put some COVID-19 information there as well. So do follow that Twitter account as well. All right. So uh, that that's kind of the messenger info that we wanted to talk about, kind of get you just some baseline information. Uh, again, you do need to register. You do need to have your name tag on you at all times because that gets you access. If you don't have your name tag with you, you can't get in the main hall or the exhibit hall. And that includes as a messenger or yeah, a guest. Or a guest. Everybody has to have a name tag. 
So you've got to register. So if somebody comes with you and, you know, maybe you bring one of your kids, they need to register as a guest. So please do that and make sure that's taken care of. So just remember that you need that at all times. Now, another thing I know some of our folks have been asking about is shuttles. If you don't stay downtown, that information will be out probably by the time you listen to this episode it's coming out the right around memorial day so we have the information i think the story is coming next week uh from whenever we do this so like june 1st um the story will be out on baptist press we'll put that information again shuttle information will be in the app as well so under messenger information um there will be a an area for the shuttle information so i know that's something a lot of people have asked about too but that's coming we don't have it quite yet when we're recording but it'll be out next week, which we'll put in the app. By the time you listen to this, it's probably available in the app. All right, Amy, this year, big change is the pastor's conference is kind of a hybrid with SIND conference. So still having pastor's conference elections. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but the pastor's conference this year really is a SIND conference with three or four different tracks, one for everybody. And tell us about the SIND conference. So we start, uh, you mentioned it earlier, there's a, a prayer service at 5.30 on Sunday, but the conference didn't actually start until 7 o'clock that night on Sunday night. But tell us about the prayer service, and then we'll, we'll go into uh, the, uh, the 7 o'clock SIND service on Sunday night and then talk about Monday as well. That's right. So it's going to be, like you said, a two-day event. Uh, at 5.30 will be a prayer for spiritual awakening. Pastor Robbie Gallaty, who is local here, pastor of Long Hollow uh, Church, he's going to be leading that. And so that will be a, a really important time. And then the main session for SEND will kick off at 7. So there is a kids track that's available during that main session. But otherwise, I think everybody is all together. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, music, Crowder is going to be there. Uh, Tony Evans. Is this when Michael W. Smith is coming? It is. Michael W. I'm, Smith I, yeah. and special guests, from what I've been told. Yes. Yes. So that's Sunday night's going to be a great night, great celebration time for everyone. Uh, then Monday, that's when you have a lot of different tracks. The women's track uh, starts at 830 at nine. There's a pastor's track, kids track, student track, um, a young adult track. So there are all kinds of opportunities with lots of different speakers. Um, we're going to have that link in the show notes so you can go send conference. Um, there is a, you need to register there too. So that's separate yes. from your annual meeting registration. And some of those are full, unfortunately. Yeah, because they have to be able to plan for, for space. So if yeah. you haven't registered yet, Rooms are only go so and big. check and see. Yeah, go ahead and, and check and see if you can, if you can get, get in there. Um, so they're just inc an incredible amount of, of speakers and musicians, lots of other people. It's going to be a really, really great time. And then at 4.30 is the IMB Sending Celebration. And that is one of the greatest times of the whole week. Notice that that's on Monday, not on Tuesday or Wednesday. So it, it has often been on Tuesday or Wednesday, but it is on Monday. So yes. make sure you have that on your calendar. Monday at 4.30. So there, Monday at 4.30, the IMB Sending Celebration kind of caps off the SIN conference. That's right. Uh, we mentioned earlier the, the Pastors Conference elections. That's at 1.30 on Monday as well. And then uh, the women's track, I think, only runs in the morning on that Monday. So um, ladies got the, the afternoon free. Check out the exhibit hall and... I'm pretty excited cool. about a speaker for the women's track. Who's that? And yeah, I'm I'm even hoping maybe I, I, if I got a chance to meet her, I would be very excited. That is Amy Nelson Hannon. Okay, she's is, a listener, I'm sure. So 
Yeah, so I'm sure probably, she'll find you. Probably not, but I would be excited if she was. Amy Hannon is, uh, she's a pastor's wife, I believe, based out of Arkansas. We have a mutual friend with her, Lizette Dillinger, That's who has right. known her because they're from Arkansas, from the same area, has known her basically her whole life. But Amy Hannon is the author of my favorite cookbook. And if you make any wisecracks about me not cooking very much, um, you're fired. Your only so, cookbook. Yeah. No, it is not my only cookbook, but it is my favorite cookbook. It is incredible. It's called, uh, I believe it's Love, Welcome, Serve. I can't even remember because I just, I just reach for it. I know what it looks like. And I make so many recipes in this. It's, it's one of the best. And, uh, so anyway, when I saw that she was coming, I got super excited, but she's also, I believe, a pastor's wife. So, uh, so we'll, we'll really be able to identify with a lot of the, the women in the women's track and, and, um, then has this ministry. She has a store, I believe, you know, just, just great. Uh, so I'm pretty excited if I could just run into her and just, just, uh, say, man, you're, uh, you're chilly is the one thing my four, the four people in my family can agree on is that chili recipe. So I don't know if I can go with that as an opener, but you do you. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. This has been cooking with Amy. Yeah. Which is shocking by the way. But anyway, you didn't expect that. So yeah. So exciting times over at the women's track uh, that that runs on Monday, like you said. So uh, there's a a big lunch, uh, the big Nam luncheon on Monday as well. So all the information you need for the SIN conference is over at SINconference.com. Please check that out and uh, and kind of get everything registered and get yourself squared away for those as well. All right. Now, that brings us to Tuesday, Amy. And let's run through these sessions. And we're going to talk about kind of the big points in each session. We're going to start with Tuesday morning. Brandon Williams leading worship this year. And we get our first report just a little bit after 9 o'clock. Guidestone Financial Resources, O.S. Hawkins, delivering his last SBC annual meeting report. As president, that will be a real milestone, and definitely um, want to want to see that. So, Amy, you know what I think would be cool? What? So when they introduce up now, O.S. Hawkins, president, Guidestone Financial Services, to give the Guidestone report. If everybody in the room stood and started applauding, just a standing ovation as he walks up. That would be fantastic. How do you think we can make that happen? All right, folks, whenever O.S. Hawkins walks up, you stand and you start applauding. So here's the deal. We, we're going to be on, on stage. Like, we'll do it We're going to be on the platform over first, to the Andy. side, over to the side. And so we could stand up, but no one would really see us, possibly, because we'll be over kind of in that lower platform. So it is going to be the people who are listening to this now, it's going to be up to them yes. to start, to it's really on start you, this, to really start this. I think it'd be great, though. It'd be a great show of support. And uh, I love honor it. him right out the gate before he even gets to talk. Not at the end, yep. but when he starts. Right at the beginning, yes. And um, and and here's the thing that I that I would be really honoring him for, or I think people should would be his commitment to mission dignity and just oh, yeah, absolutely the the heart for that. So, uh, speaking of that, I saw on Twitter this week that John Ambra will mm-hmm. not be able to be at the annual meeting. I think it's his first one to miss in 25 years. I believe he said, because of of health reasons, you know, we we have been praying for him quite a bit. We're so happy that he is has recovered well and things, but we will miss him very much. So that time, though, to really honor the work of Mission Dignity, I think will be will be great. Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, so standing O, or should we call OS. it a standing OS? 
A standing O is an S O, so it's an S O for O S. O S. There you go. So let's let's. That's start your, the this. hashtag. Hashtag S O four O S. Uh, you you should try that. Okay, we'll try it. Yeah. See see if it happens. All right, all right that's enough of that. All right, on to introduction of new motions. The microphones will be open, Amy. <laughs> that's right. So introduction of new motions is always a lot of fun because people. You know, it it is a great time to hear the hearts of messengers. Absolutely. A lot of times motions come that are have nothing to do with some of the things that have been publicly discussed. And so you start to learn there are things that so many people are passionate about, and this is their opportunity to come and do that and to say that. So it's, it, it's, it's a great time. And then that goes straight into the executive committee report part one, which will be really the first opportunity uh, to go through a lot of business. I mean, yeah. you'll everyone will vote on the agenda before that. There will be a few things, but sort of we're going to get to work with that executive committee report yeah. part one. And we'll talk about that business in the next section of the show here or after the elections, actually. So uh, later on in yeah. the show, we'll talk a little bit about what that business will be. Then that moves us into the NAM report. Uh, Kevin Ezell will get up there and give the report from the North American Mission Board. I still astounded 588 church plants last year with a pandemic blazing around the country. So uh, just that in itself, that right there, I mean, he should just stand up there and just put that on the screen and just be like, here you go. Cause that, that's pretty awesome to me. Uh, and then you also, we close that morning with the president's address. So JD Greer's last time to address the SBC annual meeting as president. That brings us into some uh, events at lunch. We'll talk about them at the end of the show. Uh, and then that brings us to Tuesday afternoon. That'll be the big afternoon for elections. We got a lot of elections. We'll talk about that next section of the show. And that brings us to the executive committee report part two, which is vision 2025. We'll talk about that later in the show. And then that gets us to the resolutions report. There's two resolutions report this year, Amy. It's got the same time split in half. Yes. So in the past, and, and this has been done before where sometimes it's split up and then sometimes it's all together. So it is the same amount of time that the resolutions committee report has been given, but it's just split into two, which can sometimes just be a nice way to help that committee manage the time that they have. So they will have 30 minutes from 3.30 to 4 o'clock. Then they will uh, they, they will step off the stage. We'll go into another election of officers, another time of introduction of new motions, then the IMB report and another election of officers. We have lots of officers to to work through and then they'll come back at 520 and do the second half of their report. So, uh, so, so that's just a, just a different way so that they can manage their time. So that's for Tuesday. That's followed by uh, miscellaneous business, which is something we haven't seen before, but that actually has to be in there for the credentials committee. The bylaw that created the credentials committee mentions that if there are appeals then they are dealt with during a time for miscellaneous business on Tuesday afternoon. There's been no announcement for appeals and the time for that has passed. Uh, but that miscellaneous business could be used if the credentials committee needs it for another reason. Um, if, if anything comes up or, you know, however. So that, that's there. That's why we it's really, miscellaneous. That's right. That's right. So we really don't know how yeah. that will be used or if it will be used. Yeah. Uh, and if there so, is none, we don't just sit around for 10 minutes. We just move we on, just move go to the, the next schedule thing. forward, and we, we keep right. on going. That's right. It would be interesting if we just sat around for 10 minutes, though. 
It, it would be, but everyone would be saying, let's well, get it done. We want to go to dinner. So, you know, you know, depending on how the day goes, somebody could, you know, Dr. Greer could get up there and be like, you, you people just sit here for 10 minutes and think about what's happened today. Here's the thing <laughs> so. that's possible. That's right. If nothing comes up in miscellaneous business, then the you have two elections after that. Those are fourth and fifth. And those typically that that would be I mean, we may have had some runoffs. I don't know. But we could be coming on the, the two recording secretary and registration yeah. secretary, which at this time are unopposed. And if that continues, then they will just be, you know, voted on by acclamation. There won't be a ballot count. And then we will you know, move straight to the Committee on Order of Business report where they come back and sort of dispense with motions from the day. So it could be that we get out a little early. All right. Dinner. So you heard we'll it here. See. Amy Whitfield just called her shot. We're going to get out early on Tuesday. She just said. We'll see. She just we'll said see. it right here. We're getting out early on Tuesday. So make those dinner reservations are. for 615. We'll be done. I she just said, said that. I said we might. I would Maybe. not recommend making any dinner reservations. Well, I recommend making but. dinner reservations, but don't make them during business time. That's right. That's exactly. right. Make them for 645 or later. Yes. So. All right. So that brings us to Wednesday morning. And again, Brandon Williams leading us in music. And we've got a Send Relief report. That'll be Bryant Wright reporting on the work of Send Relief around the world. And we've got some previously scheduled business, kind of like the miscellaneous, you know, never know what may be put there. We get reports from the Committee on Committees, as well as the Committee on Nominations. Those are the trustee recommendations. And then that brings us to the time for joint seminary reports. That's right. So back to the previously scheduled business, just uh, as an, an FYI, that is related to if motions need to be scheduled for debate, you have to have a time. Yeah. When you pass the agenda, you have to have a time in the in the schedule to be able to do that. So if no motions end up being scheduled for debate, which happens some years, then we just keep on going. If uh, but if if a motion comes that the committee on order of business decides to recommend scheduling it for debate, it would be during that time. So we won't really know until dinner on Tuesday what's going to what's going to be happening then but then like you said you go into those committee reports and then joint seminary reports which is a long span from 915 to 11 because we have six seminaries so they'll all they'll all be coming up there yeah they get up there they give their report then they have questions and discussion from the floor and then that brings us to the convention sermon which I'm really looking forward to this year Willie Rice good friend of the pod pastor at Calvary Church in Clearwater Florida will be giving the convention sermon to close out the morning session. And uh, a lot of seminary luncheons, we'll talk a little bit about that later, uh, but that happens Wednesday at lunch, and then that brings us to our Wednesday afternoon session, which starts with a go-to panel and some more previously scheduled business, same thing as before, as Amy mentioned. And then you've got uh, the election of the convention preacher for next year, the alternate preacher, the music director. Um, those will be taken care of in the afternoon, and then we get reports from the ERLC, Lifeway, and the WMU. And that'll pretty much do it for the annual meeting. That's right. That's right. Hand off to Anaheim. We are supposed to wrap up for dinner at five then, and then we will all collapse. Yep. And, and we'll go. we'll eat eat and sleep basically That's Wednesday right. night. That'll be That's right. be like crashing. So uh, should be a, a great two days. And uh, so that's the annual meeting, the program, the schedule, everything, again, available, sbcannualmeeting.net, as well as the app. All right, we mentioned it, Amy, elections. All right, so we've got a four-way race right now for president. 
We've got two candidates for first vice president, three for second vice president, and we've got a host of pastors conference nominations. So uh, right. we're going to go through these one at a time, tell you about these folks that are running for each of the offices and give you a quick overview. Also to note, this information available in the app as well. So if you go to the app, look at uh, candidate information, you can go to each of the different positions and find out about the folks running for each, or at least announced for each. Because as we've talked That's about right. a lot, nominations are not closed until they are closed. And they're not open until they're open either. That's that's right. So that means that some of these candidates who intend to run to be nominated, something could change. And so that's that, that's that's there as well. They may not be. Uh, also, additional nominees could be brought forward and someone could just do it at the last minute. Now, I don't recommend that. I think telling people in advance what you're going to do is what helps get the word out. But they certainly have the right to come up five minutes before and bring a surprise nominee. And yep. that has happened before. That, so. Well, I, I, it happened just a few years ago, Amy, you know. Yep. That we had a nominee that nobody knew about, and he won. Yes. And that was Don Currents. That's right. Because we didn't know that that was going to be open, and then it was, and then we had like 15 That's nominees. right. We had like six nominations, I think, yeah. for registration secretary. So, yeah. yeah. So that was a could. fun half an hour. <laughs> so, And it worked out. So, And Don, I just was talking to Don, or Don yesterday, so um, he's doing a great job as the acting Registration Secretary running again for it this year. We'll get to that in just a minute. All right, so we start at president. Four candidates, Randy Adams, Ed Litton, Al Moeller, Mike Stone. So Randy Adams, many of you know, is the executive director treasurer of the Northwest Baptist Convention, um, has been in his role since 2013 up there in the Northwest. He's running for SBC president. Also announced Ed Litton, who is a pastor at Redemption Church in North Mobile, Alabama. He will be nominated by Fred Luter. We don't have an, a name for nominations for uh, Randy Adams. He has not disclosed who his nominator is. He said to us uh, in the text message, actually to me, that they would be announcing that the day of the election. So he said it would be a surprise. So we wait and see what that is. Uh, but Fred Luter announced as the nominator for Ed Litton for president. Also, Al Moeller, president of Southern Seminary up in Louisville, Kentucky, will be nominated by H.B. Charles. Dr. Moeller has been at Southern Seminary from 1993. Uh, so been there almost 30 years, Amy. Two more years and we'll get 30 years for Dr. Moeller. You know, I feel really old because I, I was there for his 10-year anniversary. And so the fact that he's almost at 30 makes me feel pretty old. I'll leave that one alone and move on to our fourth nominee, Mike Stone, who's the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Blackshire, Georgia. He's been pastor there since 2002. So uh, long serving, long tenures uh, for all of these uh, folks that are running for president uh, in their respective roles. So uh, those are the four candidates. Many of you well aware of that. We've run interviews over at Baptist Press. Those are available at the link that uh, we're going to link to in the show notes here. You can read about each of those. Uh, candidates for first vice president, Anthony Dockery, a pastor from California, uh, will be nominated by Marshall Blaylock and Lee Brand. Uh, not sure who's nominating Lee Brand yet. I, I'd reached out to Lee and hadn't heard back on that one. But Lee Brand is a vice president over at Mid-America Seminary in the Memphis area, and uh, he will be nominated for first vice president. Second vice president, Javier Chavez, uh, Dusty Durbin and Ramon Medina have been announced as candidates for second vice president. So uh, three candidates for second, two for first, and uh, that's going to do it for president and vice presidents of the Southern Baptist Convention. We mentioned the two secretary spots earlier. John Yates is the current recording secretary and the only announced candidate for recording secretary. And Don Currents 
is the only announced candidate for registration secretary. And like I mentioned, Don serves as acting registration secretary when Kathy Litton resigned from that position earlier this year. All right, so that's that's SBC elections, Amy. What about Pastors Conference? Pastors Conference, uh, we we have four candidates for SBC Pastors Conference president. Greg Davidson from California. Matt Hensley, pastor from New Mexico, as well as recently announced candidates Matt Carter from Houston, Texas, and Jamar Andrews from Jonesboro, Arkansas. So we have four. Remember, that is on Monday. That's not during the annual meeting. That's on Monday afternoon. That's right. During the pastor's conference. Also, Cam Trigg has been announced as a candidate for vice president, and Victor C., has been announced as a candidate for vice president. I set president. you up to do it again, and you just you just bail on it every time. Give I it a can't shot. do it. I, Chiasa Rizabon. Victor Chiasa Rizabon. There you go. You got it. Did I do it? Okay, I'm not going to do it again. That's it. I did it once, and I got it. So they are to, the can- you need me to get that and like cut that anytime that you need it in the future, and I'll just That's drop right. it in. That yes, yes, they are candidates for vice president. We also have two candidates for treasurer. Mm-hmm. Charles Boswell and Sam Greer. So that will all be on Monday, the pastor's conference offices, and then the other ones will be at the annual meeting. Yeah. And there may so. be more announced between now and then. Right. Because they have, have no four idea. presidents and only two for the other two spots. It It's possible we could have two yeah. more in each of those. Just don't know. So just don't we just know. don't know. But yes, so lots of election stuff. And like you said, pastor's conference stuff happens Monday at 1.30, Tuesday right. afternoon for the SBC offices and those kind of go in order. And again, in the SBC side of things, you got to be in the room to vote. You only get one ballot. Mark your ballots clearly because don't be like Amy and mark it incorrectly. Like she did her first time she voted and have your ballot thrown out because that's how, don't be like me. That's how we get to things like 2016 when people don't fill out their ballots correctly. And we don't have a majority person with two candidates. Don't be like the fact that that happened is still beyond my comprehension, but it happened. I was there along with 8,000 other folks. Yes. And we all walked away scratching our heads from that one. That's right. It happened. Don't let that happen again. Be, 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 you know, mark your ballot responsibly, pay attention, listen to the instructions and vote correctly and vote once. So yes, that that's uh, and you got to be in the room to vote. No proxy voting per the bylaws. Y'all know the drill. Right. Right. So yes. So that's Tuesday afternoon. So that's the elections. Anything else on the elections, Amy? Nope. That's it. Okay. Unless, yeah. Let's circle back to the business now then. Because that's we, right. Because we've talked about that earlier when we went through the schedule. There's a big piece of business in the morning. That is the Executive Committee Part 1, their report. And the big pieces of that are going to be, there's always the cooperative program allocation budget for the next year. That's being that's brought right. forward. That's a $190 million cooperative program budget for the next year, which is about on pace, a little higher than what we're... We, are right now. We're coming back from the COVID-19 pandemic financially, but things are trending in the right direction. And we talk about that every month here on the podcast, how we're above budget and cooperative program giving. Now that's $190 million. And then also the other big pieces of business are the rewrite of the business of financial plan. That's a big piece. Uh, It's not a revision. It is a complete rewrite that is available. There's a story on Baptist Press about this. There's a story uh, it's available to read in full in the book of reports. 
the, the proposed business and financial plan. So that's all there. That'll be a big piece. And then there's also the ministry assignment changes. There are ministry assignment changes coming from the executive committee, from Lifeway, and from the North American Mission Board. So do check those out because those are big changes, especially the ones from Lifeway with the Collegiate Ministry assignment moving over to the North American Mission Board and the addition of a prayer ministry assignment at the executive committee and just some rewrites and some changes in that. So do check those out. Know what you're voting on. Be an informed voter. And, That's right. And, and know the issues. Don't just vote on the passion in the room. Be informed. Vote based on information. That's right. Lo- read ahead. Yes. So, do some pre-reading. It's available in the app and over at Baptist Press. So that, that's the Booker Report. So everything's in there for that. Now, the afternoon, that's Vision Twenty Twenty Five. That's right. So Executive Committee Report Part Two will be where Vision Twenty Twenty Five is presented, and the messengers will get the opportunity to vote on that to really uh, kind of make their statement that they are behind this, that they want to come together and that our churches want to come together to achieve these five goals that have been put forward. So we have a link in the show notes to that that lays out sort of a succinct explanation of Vision 2025, but there will be a full presentation to really explain that and then an opportunity for messengers to vote. Yes. So uh, that'll be in the afternoon, like we said, and it should be an inspiring time to hear the heart of Dr. Floyd and the heart behind Vision 2025. And then the other things are the ones we don't have all all of them yet. The committee on committees and oh, yeah. and committee on nominations they're they're doing their work. You need to we we've had some announcements come out, but you need to be looking at the bulletin, look at the book of reports, look at all of the the things that will be coming forward from those. The resolutions committee report will be on the uh, Tuesday morning in the bulletin as and then those committee slates uh, for Wednesday morning. So don't just read ahead now. Get the bulletin in the morning of each one so you know on some of those that we don't have everything for right now. Uh, you know what some of those are as well. So yes. Yeah. And that bulletin will be available in the app as well as in printed version within the, uh, the hall. So it'll be in the, the right. boxes in the hall and in the app. So do check those out. And uh, you'll be able to get all that information electronically. I would recommend doing it electronically because trying to fight through a crowd to get a paper copy will be difficult, number one. And number two, you can check it out over breakfast if you download it in the app So because it'll be That's up right. at like 6 in the morning. So it'll be available for you to download in the app. All right. That brings us to the events, Amy. All right. Every year we talk about some of the great events that we are excited about seeing here and there and everywhere. Uh, starting on Sunday, there's a lot of things going on. We're just going to hit some kind of the highlights. Uh, I know there's a revitalization, the Rev Talk event on Sunday, uh, as well as a couple of gatherings for the Asian American gathering, which is Guidestone is sponsoring. Also, a Hispanic gathering on Sunday. Uh, all the information, by the way, on these is in the app. You can go through the schedule and look at those. Uh, but if you if you check out the app, you'll see everything on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And the times for everything, you can star it in the app so you can build your own calendar and uh, and check that out. So uh, anything else on Sunday, Amy, you think is of note? I, I guess if people are coming to town, got a lot of places that you can check out for worship that morning as That's well. That's right. Uh, Dr. J.D. Greer will be preaching over at Proclaim Church, at one of the church plants from Summit. Uh, Derek Delane's the pastor of that over in the Antioch area, uh, but you can check that out. He'll be preaching there. And I mean, there's some great churches all around town. 
Absolutely. A lot of great churches. So, um, so you can do that really starting on Sunday. And then, like you said, on Sunday and Monday, there's the sin conference, but then there are also other, other things. There's a Spanish language, uh, theme in the sin conference. And so that will be happening, uh, steadfast and forward is what that focus is. So that's a, a track, um, that our, our friend Julio Ariola, who works here with us, will, is very involved in, that event. So it's going to be going to be really great. And then as you as you mentioned, a few other things that are kind of starting to pop up on yeah. Sunday and Monday as well. Yeah, The uh, Southern Baptist Conference of Associational Leaders, uh, their meeting is going to be out at the Sinesta Hotel out uh, near the airport. So that's going on Sunday and Monday. And uh, like you said, a lot of things going on. I, if you don't have a church to come to, I'll invite you to mine. How about that? Forest Hills Baptist Church, the corner of Old Hickory and Hillsborough Road, just a, a straight shot down how, or it's basically 21st Avenue in downtown. That's if right. you're staying downtown, you just go over to 21st, hang a left and just go down there. Uh, but you can join us. Uh, I'd love to have you join us. Alex Sands, president of the South Carolina Baptist Convention, will be preaching at Forest Hills on that Sunday. There you go. Yeah. All right. So also NAF, the National African-American Fellowship, will be having their meeting on Monday afternoon on June 14th. So they'll be electing officers. That'll be their business meeting. And then they will have the George Lyle missions dinner and Marshall Osbury will be the featured speaker at that. So that's yeah. a great, great opportunity. Love I think that they're, they're electing, electing new president as well this year. That's right. That's right. Actually, Frank Williams is, is yeah. uh, being nominated Pastor for, up for in the president. Bronx. That's uh, right. Been featured in Baptist Press several times and had him on the SBC Advance last year, if you watch yes. that. So that's Pastor Frank. All right. So on Monday, uh, some of the other things, we get the Women's Expo uh, and the Women's Track. Again, that's just right outside, basically, of the Women's Track and the fourth floor of the event center. The Fellowship of Native Americans are meeting. The, so are the Filipino Southern Baptists. And then, uh, like we said, you've got Sin Conference going on all day. And then one of our favorite things, one of our favorite things, the Cosby Southwest Supper Sing Along is in the afternoon as well. And, and then that night, there's a couple of uh, events. I know one you're looking forward to, Amy, the SBC Women's Leadership Network. That's right. SBC Women's Leadership Network is going to meet on Monday night at 7.30 in Music City Center, room 101 A and B. We've got registration links so people can sign up. That's going to be really great. we got a panel discussion that's coming with Missy Branch, Kathy Litton, and uh, Susie Hawkins, who are all part uh, of the Women's Leadership Network Steering Council. They've been part of that since the beginning. So uh, that's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So is that, that a free will be, That'll be Monday evening. Yes, that is, that is free. So it's, um, it, so you just, but you just have to register through Eventbrite. So that way we kind of have a sense of, of how many people will be there in, in terms of room capacity. All so, right. Well, cool. Yep. All right. There's also that night a Lifeway film screening of Show Me the Father from the Kendrick Brothers. And you've got a couple of state convention receptions. You got the SBC of Virginia, Southern Baptist of Texas, and the Tennessee fellowships uh all going to meet that night and you've got the and the ibsa dessert reception i wonder what kind of desserts the illinois baptists are having i could be illinois baptist for a day you you could find out i mean here's the thing you can go and say hey i just really think that you know as the communications team we need to we just need to check out what's going on and then just go over to the dessert table that's we have more reason than we have more reason than ever uh right now to to do that amy to, that's to, right. You know, say, you know, hey, we're, we're just checking this out. And that's right. Yeah. I know how you like to just slide into events and have desserts. Pretty much. Yes. You do it one so. time and then I just keep bringing it up over and over. Right. I mean, hey, 
That's what I do. I love I, I love a good dessert. Oh, so do I. I mean, I think that is that is no our, our listeners know that you know. So as I sit here with my donuts from Julie Masson sitting right next to me, that's um, right. All right, so that brings us to Tuesday. Tuesday starts a couple of big breakfasts that morning. Uh, the large church round. Uh, it's a big breakfast. You see that, Amy? Big breakfast, large church round. Never mind. Okay, so it's in the app. Nice. Large church round table, pastors breakfast. And then you got the Lifeway breakfast, the CBN breakfast as well. Lifeway breakfast always a a, a big event that'll be held upstairs in level four of the convention center of uh, Ben Mandrell be basically addressing the convention for the first time, I guess, as Lifeway president, you know, in person. That's right. Because hasn't had that opportunity yet. So that'll be kind of neat to see. And then, uh, you know, we start that morning, the annual meeting starts, and then you get the B21 lunch, the minister's wives luncheon, which I know is a big deal, uh, and the women's community, as well as the For the Church conference on Tuesday at lunch. Uh, there's also an impact stewardship luncheon over at First Baptist Nashville, right across the street, and an, and uh, Mid-America is having their seminary lunch that day. That's right. So it's a Tuesday's a, a big a big day for breakfast, lunches, things like that. Yes. So uh, do check those out and uh, register for those. I think there's still some space left in all of those. Um, they're pretty close, though, to being sold out. So do check those out. And then uh, that night, uh, West Virginia has their reception as well as the Northwest Convention. And um, there's a SBC Cinders reception and a Pillar Network Fellowship. And we've got a couple of screenings. The Lifeway Research or Lifeway Films has another screening that night, Sabina from the Voices of the Martyrs. And then Love Worth Finding is doing a documentary on Adrian Rogers, uh, doing a screening on that at eight o'clock on Tuesday night. And there's one event that I didn't talk about yet, Amy, because I wanted to swing back to it. Something I know you're really pumped about, the Women in Work Forum. Yes, absolutely. The Women in Work Forum is a great event that uh, has happened for several years now. And this year, so this is one that really is focused on encouraging women in their uh, vocational calling, whatever that is, whether that is uh, primarily in their home, in the workspace, in vocational ministry, whatever, uh, to encourage women in their calling. And so Jamie Ivey is the uh, is the speaker this year and I love Jamie Ivy. She is incredible. So that and there are two registration opportunities. There's a VIP opportunity and that actually includes I think some uh, some books, a chance to really spend a little bit of time with Jamie, have some special Q&A time uh, and things and then there is the event itself. So if you get the VIP, you get all that, plus you get to be around for the event. Or if you can't do that, you can you can just do the event itself and, and hear her. So that is really a, an exciting one. I think women should sign up for as many of these uh, these opportunities as they can. And so I encourage that one for Tuesday. It's at 630. All right. Another thing on Tuesday night, Baptist thinking biblically about religious liberty. Andrew Walker, Dr. Al Mohler going to be doing that at nine o'clock and also the we didn't mention it but nine marks at nine both monday and tuesday nights i know they're big on that one the tuesday night one uh, that that panel really looks really good too uh dr akins on that one uh with a couple of others i i was really like maybe wanting to check that one out if i can on tuesday night so but uh do check out the baptist thinking biblically the discussion on religious liberty andrew walker his new book out really looks good too by the way i gotta get a copy of that um of andrew's new book on religious liberty that he's got out i love the cover of it so Need to check that out. Um, but that'll do it for Tuesday, and that brings us to Wednesday. And I know Wednesday morning starts off with maybe your favorite event of the week, the Southeastern Women's Breakfast. 
Well, I do have a soft spot for that because I you was started part it. of starting it. Yes. So very excited. Jamie Ivy is also going to be speaking at this. Now, for those who might be looking at women's events and say, well, I should just pick one. No, go to both because go to all of them. In, that's yeah. right. Go to all of them. So in this one, Jamie Ivy is going to be talking about uh, my great commission story. So the Tuesday event with women and work will be focused on vocation and calling and encouraging. And then the next day, she's going to be talking with Missy Branch about really living out the Great Commission. And so that's that's a great opportunity for women to gather together. Southeastern has sponsored that for uh, a long time. And it's it's exciting to see how that has developed. So I highly recommend that. There's also a NAM Sin Network breakfast, uh, too, that yeah. morning. Yeah. So. so that'll be good. And then the luncheons on Wednesday, obviously reserved for seminary lunches. It's in the bylaws, folks, that you can have extra time on Wednesday for seminary lunches. Uh, something I'd never noticed in the bylaws until just a few weeks ago, but it's in the bylaws. Oh, yeah. So those are in there. And Amy, I'm I'm going to one. I may hit a couple of others just to say hey to folks, you know, just pop my head in, that kind of thing. And right. I, may, I may just kind of slide into the Midwestern one and, and hang around for the entertainment a bit in that one because they've got Andrew Peterson at their luncheon. That's pretty exciting. That's like the year y'all had the Gettys at the Southeastern one. That's right. So, so folks are really uh, taking the Nashville connections and, and using them. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Yes. So they'll all be great. I'm sure. But I mean, like you got Andrew Peterson at your lunch. That's cool. Right. Well done, Charles Smith, Jason Allen. Well done. So, and the Southeastern luncheon. Ellie Holcomb. Has Ellie Holcomb. So, really just kind of make the rounds. Now, I'll I'll be at the Southeastern luncheon, and I, I'm sure that's no surprise. I'll be sitting there with uh, with the provost and enjoying a meal and, and Ellie Holcomb. But I will be excited for my friends from Midwestern who are getting to hear Andrew Peterson because I am a big fan of both Ellie and... Andrew. I know. Can I be a in lot both places? Can we stagger these events somehow? Yeah. Where I can hit them both? Maybe we could talk to them and say, can you sing at this time? Yeah. And then you sing down the hall at this time. And then, you know, we just sort of say, hey, I'll be right back. And then run down to one and then say, hey, I'll be right back and run <laughs> to the other one. So. Yes. How about we, we have like a joint when and they just they perform together? Oh, yeah. That would be kind of great. We could just do that. Let's just do that. Let's just move it all to the Ryman, and we'll just stay over there for the afternoon. I love it. I love it. You know, Andrew Peterson featuring Ellie and Drew Holcomb and the neighbors and and Jill Phillips and the whole gang. I mean, just everybody. Just Just everybody. everybody. Let's just go all out on Nashville here. Yeah. Well, that means those those luncheons are going to be they're going to be great. Yes, they should be. So uh, those would be exciting to to see. So uh, those are the events that are happening around there. I'm sure there are other things that we may have left off. If if uh, if so, we're sorry. There's just so many things going on around the annual meeting here in Nashville. And speaking of Nashville, Amy, let's talk Nashville for just a few minutes before we go here. Uh, give us maybe some of your favorite places. So you did mention Athens. Athens is a favorite place of mine. It's a Greek restaurant and diner that has been around for a very long time. And so that's one of the reasons I love it because, as you know, this is where I grew up. And so I like kind of the older, the but older places. But now they're not where they were. 
I know they're in a different place. And so they have moved locations, uh, but you can, you can check them out. They were featured on Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives uh, years ago with Guy Fieri. So anyway, they, I, I was sad when they lost their space, but they did get a new space. So uh, definitely go in and check them out if you're interested in doing something, you know, out of downtown. Also, my other big, big favorite, which is also a favorite of yours, is Baja Burrito. So if oh. you got a car or an Uber, go to Baja Burrito if you have space for lunch or dinner you know either one but that's it's not too far from downtown uh, but you can't walk to it so that's that's always a a, holy moly that'd be a hike yeah, so that's always a great one. Um, but for those who just really want to stay close by, man, I have become a huge fan of Fifth and Broad, which is the area just right there, kind of a, a couple blocks over. That's big open air, you know, spot with lots of restaurants and and things to to grab and then a food hall which is huge it's got two different sides to it this is one of my favorite areas to go to lunch when i am in town and so that's going to be your spot to really be able to get somewhere quick but to get some things that are good so if you want hot chicken princes and hattie bees are both there if you want one of the best burgers in town the pharmacy has a, a spot there DeSano's pizza which is one of the best pizzas around so what they've done in that area that i love is they've taken some nashville favorites and they have set up shop in either the food hall or the area uh, around. Jenny's Ice Cream also has a spot there. That's my favorite ice cream in town. And um, Kava, which is a chain. I was, tell- I was hoping you would not it- mention Kava. Sorry. You're going to put all it's, the people in line with us now. It's a, it's a chain that I actually discovered in Virginia not too long ago, but then found out it was coming to Fifth and Broad. Very excited. It's next to Shake Shack. Kava is healthier than Shake Shack, but Yo, Shake Shack Kava- is pretty good. Is the best place to eat in that entire thing. I look. I, I yeah. love hot chicken. I love the pharmacy. I love the poke bowl place up there as well. Yeah. I love Desano's pizza. But if I had to choose one meal from Fifth and Broad, I'm going to Cava because it's that is great. just it's very really he- yeah, really good really food good. and it's very good for you too. Yeah. It's good. Oh, it's so place. good. Uh, oh man. But I, there I could, are I literally I could eat at Cava every day. It's, it's, pr- it's, it's that kind of place that you I would not get burnt out of Cava. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So check that out. There's also great, um, and and I'm going to confess, and I actually told the Potluck Podcast, I don't eat hot chicken. So, but if you want it, the two best, the the two most popular spots are Prince's and Hattie B's, and they're both at at Fifth and Broad. Yes. So just just a really great selection of places. Also downtown, there's... You know, a Panera Bread there, you know, there's some other spots that you can walk to in the area, especially if you're trying to fight, you know, different crowds. And then you can try to head down Broadway and, you know, check out some of the spots, but it it gets pretty crowded down there and very touristy. So a few more places um, in the the downtown area to check out um, and some that may not have the crowds that you're talking about that we probably expect to have around Fifth and Broad that week. But Acme Feed and Seed. Is uh, down at the corner of Broadway and 2nd Avenue. Really good place there. It's one of my favorite places on Broadway to eat. Merchants is another great place to eat. Jack's Barbecue right there on Broadway. And then if you can go a couple of more blocks away, you can probably get away from some of the crowds and then you're kind of into the business area. Um, There are, you know, your typical fast food type places like Subway or whatever. uh, And there's two or three Subways in downtown. Uh, But then there's Puckett's, which is, I I call Nashville on a plate. 
That oh, is it's excellent. Puckett's like a meat and free type places. place. Puckett's yep. fantastic food. And it's uh, it's over at the corner of, I think, 5th or 4th and um, and Church Street. That's so right. So I think it's 4th and Church is, is Puckett's. And um, there's a Jimmy John's over there as well in the 5th, 3rd building. But, um, there, you know, so you get a few of those chain type places if you want to get away and get something real quick. Uh, you can get, it just takes a couple of blocks. And That's then right. And there's also the arcade. Uh, which I, a, lot, a lot of people may not know about the arcade, but it's got oh. a bunch of different little shops and stuff in it, uh, and and uh, eating think, places. Think, and it's yeah, it's kind of like your old school food court type place. That's but right. And the arcade and was around quick. was around for a long time. Um, so that's your food hall from a long time ago. If you want to see what old Nashville is is like, that that really is it. Also, right there by the subway and puckets and all that is Oscar's Taco, which is Ooh, one of my very favorites. I forgot the shrimp, about Oscar's. The sauce in that shrimp taco is out of this world. So yes. definitely do that. Also, there there's great coffee options everywhere. Nashville's coffee scene is so next level that you really will not be able to go wrong because they are all competing for the top spot. So they, they bring their A game um to to coffee around here and you will you will love that yeah crema is going to be your best known place downtown there's a barista parlors around um bongo java is right next to the convention in the omni so uh i mean there, there's so many places for, for coffee and and then i mean we're not even talking about like getting in car and driving like if you're a big thai person go down 8th avenue to the smiling, smiling elephant. elephant yes it's the best tie you'll ever have it's, it's incredible and it yep. it I mean, get there early, um, but it's it's fantastic. If you've got a car, get away, go there. Uh, we would say go to the pharmacy in East Nashville if you can, but there's a pharmacy at Fifth and Broad if you want to try that one. Instead. That's right. So and uh, then the uh, and then awesome. you can yep. And then you can also go up a few blocks to the Gulch where there are tons of incredible restaurants there. Superica is amazing. Tex Mex yeah. and Cane and Prime biscuit for love steak for breakfast. Yeah, biscuit yeah, and, love. And speaking of steaks, all right, so there's some, like, we've got, like, high-end steak places. If you want to do, like, a really nice, 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 nice dinner, date night, bourbon steak at the top of the JW Marriott, you get the 23rd or 4th story view of the city. It's pretty incredible at night. Or mm-hmm. Cane Prime. I'm a fan That's of Cane. Right. I would, if I had to pick between the two, I'd go to Cane Prime. There's also Jimmy Kelly's. Uh, which is yeah, kind of an you, old school Nashville place over right. in, by that's, Centennial Park. That's right. I went to Jimmy Kelly's for dinner before my senior prom. So it's been around a long time. Went to Jimmy Kelly's with my family when I was growing up. So if you want to, um, if you want to kind of experience, you, you got new Nashville, old Nashville, all these kind of different things. If you want to experience a place that's been around a long time and is an amazing steak, Jimmy Kelly's is it. But I'm a big Cane Prime fan too. Oh, yeah. So. Cane Prime is. Like if, if me and Beth are doing like an anniversary type dinner or whatever, like really Uber date night kind of thing, Cane Prime's it. the place. Yes. Yep. So we love that place. Um, and if you if you want to DM me, I can give you all the menu recommendations there as well. I can I can build your entire dinner without even like looking at a menu, and it's it'll blow your socks off. So, uh, but yeah, it's but it's again one of those places where you go maybe once, maybe twice a year because whoop. If you have any free time on the front end or the back end, do enjoy the city. There's some great museums, some great, uh, the, the Frist Center oh, yeah. where there's art 
you know, exhibits and uh, Cheekwood Mansion where there's a lot of uh, beautiful art out there and gardens that you can walk around. So go check out the Nashville Convention and Visitors Bureau and see the other things that you're, that are going on and check out events calendars and see what, yeah. you know, there may be some great concerts the in, town. in town. I think the sounds, the yeah. minor league team is playing. And so They're through Sunday. So the, that's I think right. the last game is on Sunday. So if you're here for like Friday or Saturday, you can get your sounds game. Yeah, so if you're if you're around before or after, make sure you enjoy all that Nashville has to offer. All right. Well, that is our annual meeting preview. Hopefully, we've covered everything that you may have questions about and probably some things that you didn't. Uh, but if you have any questions or whatever, DM us on Twitter. Tweet us. It doesn't matter. Our DMs are open at SBC this week or at Jonathan underscore how or at AC Wit on Twitter and uh, we can answer any questions you may have may come across and uh, Amy we're just a couple of weeks away but I'll see you next week see you next week Victor Chayasa Rizabon. Victor Chayasa Rizabon. Victor Chayasa Rizabon.